I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, what do you know? I ain't seen one of these since I was prospecting on Subterrell beyond the outer rim. Can you tell me where it came from? What you got here is a Camino Saber Dart. I wonder why it didn't show up in the analysis archives. You see, funny little cuts on the side to give it away. Those analysis droids only focus on symbols. <laughs> I should think that you Jedi would have more respect for the difference between knowledge and... <laughs> wisdom. Meanwhile, back on Naboo, Padme reflects on her childhood at the palace and brings up sand... Anakin hates sand. It's coarse, rough, irritating. Gets everywhere, like Jimmy Carr. It just gets it's bloody everywhere. Yeah, I hate sand. It's it's way too omnipresent, like Jimmy Carr. <laughs> I can't stand Jimmy Carr. He makes me so ad- mad. I hate him. And in much the next film, uh, Anakin also gets roasted, like Jimmy Carr does. That's right. Well, he likes doing roasts, doesn't he, Jimmy Carr? This is like roast battle, my favorite show, except for that Jimmy Carr. The roasting, I hate it when they come out and go, oh, it's good to see um, Mark Wahlberg here. Your mother's a prostitute. No, oh, it's not. Thanks. Hey, uh, I think we see uh, Master Yoda in the audience. Uh, this guy, uh, he can jump around like a crazy guy one second. Then next thing, he's got to have a little flying golden space car. <laughs> Which is it, Yoda? Ha, 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 uh, ha, ha, ha. And then intimate that he's a paedophile. Yeah, you're you are too busy watching the younglings yeah. to uh, to learn how to walk instead of using a golden flying space car, and your mother is a prostitute. Yay! Yay! Space prostitute. Uh, roast comedy tick. Um, so Anakin and Padme kiss with tongues. The sand scene. Yeah. Oh and yeah, she, they do. Yeah. And she says, "No, we shouldn't have done that." Yeah. The thing is, they've. She's Padme has got obviously you know. Well, every every assault committed by uh, Anakin Skywalker is the fault of Anakin Skywalker. Mm. But it, I do question Padme's judgment slightly, yeah, because she knows that this weird, creepy, sort of rapey jock guy has the hots for her and blue balls. Uh, and and my God, the biggest pair of old monastic blue balls you've ever seen. <laughs> and um, but she's chosen to wear essentially bondage gear and have mm. a little sort of sensitive conversation with him next to a roaring fire. Yeah. And the only thing she could have done to send confusing signals more is to lie stretched out on a bearskin rug, like in front of that fire. Mm. And 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 I think I just think that seeing the sort of guy Anakin appears to be, I, I think you would just you'd try and make sure to have a couple of handmaidens around as well, just in case. Oh, yeah, and you a know. bodyguard. Yeah, ask for <laughs> ask for Dorme at the bar, and we'll step in and make sure you're okay. Yeah, is Anakin Skywalker here? <laughs> well, come and ask for. Can can day at the bar and, and band day. We'll find you. We'll ask for band day at the bar and we'll yeah. play. Do they know no, it's Christmas time? Back on Camino, yes. Obi Wan sends in the clones. Where are the clones? Isn't it rich? Yeah. So the, she should turn to him and go. Look, there's millions of them. So that'll be four point eight billion space credits, please. <laughs> How would you like uh, to pay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I left I, my wallet in my other space. I'd like to write the check on the glove box. <laughs> I'll just go out and do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back here. And she goes, Oh, with the genetic template is of course Django Fett. Now why is it? 
I don't because know. Because I was thinking this. I'd actually got. There's loads of things in this film where I go, I'd like to see more of that. Hmm. The Jedi is the sort of potentially dubious police service. Yeah. You know, potentially open to corruption and, and stupidity and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the process by which Jango Fett was decided to be the model. He's the greatest warrior in the galaxy, presumably. We don't why? hear at all why he was selected, do we? No. Yeah. We assume it's because he's just a super good fighter, but we haven't really seen him do it. There is no evidence of that later on. No, well, certainly not. He shoots one Jedi, though, which is more than anyone else seems to be. That's true. He shoots a little Wallace and Gromit Jedi, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Which I think is not fair. He should have someone of equal size to fight. That's I agree. Because it's, it's one extreme to the other later on. He, sh- he shoots a little Wallace and Gromit Ardman Jedi, yeah. and then he has to fight a big elephant. Yeah, that's true. And, and then um, Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. That's Who is a bad motherfucker, as we know. That's right. Says it on his wallet. It does. Um, so Django Fett, does he have to keep? Does he being? Is he being milked like a Jawa? Is that what's going on? Django, yeah, he's sorry, he's Django, being. Yeah. He's he's he looks his hair's all white uh, if you mm. look closely because he's been wanking himself silly into a car. He's just blind. For the, <laughs> he walks into a doorway at one point and uh, <laughs> and then Obi-Wan says, "What happens?" He goes, "Excuse me, I've been wanking myself silly all week because I'm trying to generate so many clones." So, and also, Boba is a clone of his that's been gifted to him as a child. Yeah, boring. Um, Weird. Really weird and boring. And I think that it's, again, it's that kind of law-building problem where Boba Fett was cool when he was a mysterious guy Mm. no one knew he was and he just had a super cool outfit and was a really good bounty hunter. Yeah. And then, and if you wanted to know who he was, you'd sort of want to find out that he's just a guy, right? And stuff's happened to him. And it's boring... It's both boring that he's this special, unaltered clone, uh-huh. and it's also boring if he's one of you know millions of clones. So either way, giving him some sort of other backstory than he's a guy yeah. <laughs> is going to be dull. And it so is. Dull. It is dull. And the TV series bore that out, literally. Bore. Yeah, never, never got that far. Um, I heard it was bad. Well, the TV series is about Boba Fett, and then it gets to about three or four episodes in, and it goes, let's just have an episode about the Mandalorian. And literally <laughs> ignores him for the whole episode. Ah, it's kind of bored of this guy now. Yeah, basically, it turns the channel good. on you. I really like Tamira Morrison. He's one of the more kind of... He, he, I don't know if he gets a gold star, but he's definitely one of the more uh, charismatic performers in this. Well, this of, scene with um, Ewan McGregor is probably one of the best scenes in the film. Yeah, it is. Two two good actors like working with pretty <clears throat> decent dialogue. It's yeah. Fine, yeah. That works pretty well. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's not given much to do, is he? So... Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll be right with you. I've just got to let myself into my uh, my living quarters. <clears throat> Breath print confirmed. Oh, great, thank you. We'll just go through now. He should say to Obi-Wan, I don't know, I've never been there, but I have been to Coruscant once or twice. By the way, when you came in, did you see my armour in the doorway that I left <laughs> open? Yes, I did. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm forever leaving that door open. Uh, I need to make some sort of a note, maybe a kind of a, a, an alarm or something, just to remind myself uh, to shut that door. So Padme and Anakin gamble in a field, and he turns into a fascist immediately. Yeah, pretty much immediately. We yeah. don't need He's a republic. So thick, we need one bloke in charge who tells everyone what yeah. to do. Um, yeah. He's no. so incredibly thick. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, oh, God, terrible. He's 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 really stupid. And he goes, he says, oh, we need some kind of system where people talk things through, work out what to do. And then they do it. And she says, that is what we do. You know, it's like, it's like he sort of, it's like you meet someone at university. He goes like, oh, these political guys, they're so terrible and corrupt. What we need is a system where the people can you know, rep- choose who represents them and, and put them up for election. And then, and then everyone can decide it's like, that's what it is. We need like, some sort of organ in the body that stores uh, the waste and then it's expelled via uh, genitals. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of eating and drinking all this stuff and just walking around with it, sloshing around inside me. We need some kind of system whereby we extract uh, minerals and, and nutrients from inside the food and drink and then ex- ex- expunge it again later in, in some kind of sanitary environment. And and then pull back wide, and he's like in a straight jacket, being led away on a Hannibal Lecter uh, thing. I mean, he's as dangerous as Hannibal Lecter. Mm. And the reason that's happening is because Padme was left alone for literally five seconds and instantly phoned the police. Yeah, but then they they create that meme that everyone uses. Which one's that? The one about we need to do this. Oh, you mean that, right? Right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's it. He yeah, falls yeah, yeah. off. He rides and falls off a fat cow. Pretends he's dead. And manufactured passion all over the place. Yeah, no I mean, chemistry it, with these two. 
the thing is, every single scene is acted like she's having to sort of put up with this weird kid who's got a crush on her mm. and she's just about tolerating him until then she says oh you know what? i fucking love you and it's like well what where'd that come from where did that come from <laughs> where the hell did they that might come as well from? be like um arthur mullard and hilda baker of these two yeah right. <laughs> uh or rigsby and miss jones or rigsby and miss jones oh, yeah yeah bloody but if she if she said oh dear really mr rigsby and then suddenly went do you know what you're absolutely gorgeous yeah. <laughs> and just patched him immediately I quite I, that'd be a nice ending to Rising Damp though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. She does give Rigsby a chance once or twice, doesn't she? So she that's does. it is dealt with, and he buggers it up because he's oh, it's silly sod, isn't he? Uh, so then, um, yeah, Anakin bothers Padme again with his feelings. She says it's forbidden, forbidden. Sorry for them to be together. Mm. Obi-Wan tells Yoda really trying so hard to let him down gently by the way yeah, yeah so. really hard yeah he's like can't you must be hurting as much as I am and he's just sitting there with these huge pulsating blue balls yeah yeah just like throbbing you can hear a sort of pulse <clears throat> and that's the vein she should say to him look go and have a wank yeah for the and love of God have, yeah. Anakin it's forbidden by the Jedi Council oh. hand shandies are expressly forbidden by Master Yoda I, I won't tell anyone if you don't alright just go okay on. So Obi Wan tells started? no. Uh, oh, uh, Obi Wan tells Yoda and Windu about his findings, and they yep. both say, "Oh, we, I think it's time we tell the um, Senate that our powers are fading because we haven't detected any of this." Lads, I'm you just so... sitting in rooms all day doing nothing. Yeah, why don't you go and have a fucking look with your eyes? Yeah, I mean, it's just they're so pathetic, and mm. the, all of their kind of system of making decisions is so. I mean, we know what it is. It's people sitting around in a room, hardly saying anything, and yeah. just muttering sage sounding aphorisms like recklessness is not wise Ooh. and things like that that's that's their entire system for making decisions they've got this brilliant library archive with a clearly very competent woman in it like you know we're operating all of the archives and everything yeah but then you get to the actual people in charge and they just sit around saying things like mm, clouded my judgment is and you go and what are you what did you propose to do about it they're a complete waste of space. They're a complete waste of, of council resources on Coruscant. And let's not forget how massive Coruscant is. Yeah. And it's all a city. Do you can, like imagine all the money they could save on the Jedi Council and put it into like bin collection? Is there anything said to be in, for another meditation session? Ah! <laughs> if I was Anakin, I'd destroy the Jedi Order as well. Yeah, I would. Absolutely bloody useless. I tell you what, Yoda, let's watch the Poseidon adventure. There's a priest in there. He'll know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was no help at all. The Poseidon... <laughs> <laughs> is there anything to be said for seeing another man? Yeah. That's, this is basically what the Jedi Council is, that scene. So Yoda gets a chalkboard and, and writes like... Um, it says... So if we uh, look at the uh, uh, the velocity of the situation and interpret the signals we're receiving from the almighty power of the Force, you mean, yes, we go and have a look with our own eyes. <laughs> no, that that wouldn't work for us. We like sitting in rooms with um, Venetian blinds pointing in our faces, oh, God. doing nothing. Good God. Anakin, we are not watching Alien! <laughs> so, talking of Anakin, he has a bad... Dream that comes across like he's having a sex dream. He does. It really feels like he's having a weird sex dream about his mum, and that's yeah. what's traumatized him. Yeah, it's really, really horrible. But apparently, he's he's detected that she's in great deal of pain, and he's done that before, right? There's a suggestion that he's had premonitions, and oh, I don't know if he, I don't know if it does in the Phantom Menace. No, no, in this though. Oh, in this. On in this oh, film, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he says, "I don't know why I keep dreaming about her," mm. which also does make it sound weirdly sexual. It's but... Really sexual. Yeah, he's... but he's been having these awful premonitions of doom. He's got to go back again. To... Yeah, Jedi Council, right? Mm. They're the they're wise in the ways of the Force. Yeah, supposedly they'd probably know. Like Yoda should say, "Oh, that that means she actually is in danger, and you should really do something about that because you know you're you're basically a psychic, so mm. that does mean something." But instead, they go, "Shut fucking moaning." Yeah. It's a dream. Shut up. Oh, so he says, well, I've got to go back to Titooine. Yeah, Titooine. Titooine to rescue her. Padme goes, is that because well, Padme comes in in like a nightdress? Yeah. Goes, I've got to go back to Titooine. It's a bit nipply. I'm nippy out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that my boobs is in my mom is in danger. <laughs> Not danger. Just come. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, Padme goes, well, I'll, I'll, I will come with you. Mm. 
Oh, that's a uh, violent bondage. I mean, nice. Mm. Spunk. Um, so Obi-Wan has Spunk. a fight with Jango Fett, which is, again, one of the good bits in the film. Yeah, one of the more exciting fights. Very nice. Very good. And the first digital, the fully digital character. I oh, think. that Jango in that? The or... Jango, digital stuntman, I should say, I think. Oh, right. Jango. Well, I know, I know there's a few shots where it looks a bit like when Harry Potter gets falls off the broom in yeah. the first film. Mm. Uh, so that's when that's the digital stuntman. Or digital double. I can't really was. I remember, them, okay. I remember them being really excited at the time, and it was just like, oh, you're yeah. Really there's a great bit of um, uh, a sign that there's trouble with the screenplay when Obi Wan goes, "Oh, not good." Oh yeah, like he's in the film Scream or something. Yeah, and yeah. also I think that one of the things that someone mentioned this to me once, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Every time someone drops a lightsaber in this, we always need a shot of them picking it up. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So because they they go, oh, we need to know how he gets the lightsaber. Back. Yeah. And it's just like just trust your audience that okay, you must have picked it up. I don't need to see that. Yeah, and you don't necessarily need a close up of them doing the uh, straining yeah. to get it back. You can just sort of have it whipped back into their hand because we we get it with Jedi's at this point, surely. But it's a good it's a good little fight, I think. Yeah, it's nice. It's really good fun, and also you kind of get you don't not necessarily get why Django Fett's part of all this, but you do understand. He's crooked. He's mm. like a, a, a dodgy dealer. Mm. Obi-Wan is the space cops. He's turned up. And so it's, again, you go, oh, I understand the stakes of this. I care about how yeah. this comes out because exactly. I don't want Obi-Wan to die and I don't want Django to win. Exactly. But and that it, shouldn't be, that's the bar. It shouldn't be that hard to, <laughs> to know no. who you want to win things. By the end, I had no idea what was going on. No. No, but he does manage to, as as Obi, as, sorry, as Django gets away, Obi-Wan puts like a, a, a tracker on him. Yeah. Tracker on him. Mm. Because uh, he's got tracker the, bar, oats the and nuts bar. and chocolate. Yeah, he's got the Slave One, a very exciting spaceship. Mm, yeah, which is repainted by mm. Bobber later, apparently. Bobber, much like the helmet, Bobber. Bobber, Booba. Sorry, Bobber. Bobby, Bobby. No, we can't. <laughs> can't cross talk the about podcast it. streams. No, no. Um, so, uh, so Obi. Uh, sorry, so Anakin goes back to Tatooine. Yep, and, and meets Watto. our old friend Watto, our old friend Andy Seacom. Mm-hmm. Now I am uh, biased because I love Andy Seacom, mm-hmm. uh, and by definition I love Watto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, that Watto looks uh, terrible. He's got a horrible beard now. He yeah. looks uh, like a horrible scummy man, but that is how he's supposed to look. Mm. But I also think uh, I like it because Watto is one of the few characters to have a personality. Yeah, in this film also nicely animated in this bit. The, the bit when he realizes it's Anakin, the eyes are darting left and right. Yeah, it looks very real. It does. Like the lady on Camino, the facial animation yeah. on that is good. And um, I really like how he goes, oh, you're a Jedi now. Maybe mm. you could help me with some really bad guys I know who mm. owe me a lot of money. <laughs> and so he instantly tries to... Because you realise that Watto at this point is in a Ken Loach film. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's living... Which is more interesting. He's being sort of beaten up realism. by bailiffs. Yeah. Gets the job. Go mm. on, gets it. I, I looked his name up on Wikipedia and apparently it's not very well known, so I can exclusively reveal it. Yeah, what, what is it? His full name is Watto the Fucko. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, W2F, his friends call him. I thought in the spirit of it being like uh, a Ken Loach film, you're going to say his name's like Watto Knuckles. Yeah, Watto. Watto Knuckles McCready or something. He should be voiced by that, one of the characters in Coronation Street. <laughs> I told you, it. I haven't got the money. <laughs> he should be I wish- Rishis with his Jeff Tips. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, yeah. as we know from um, from from Andy Seacombe's contribution to our mm. Phantom Menace episode, mm. uh, he was just sort of given the direction, make him scummy and gruff and sort yeah. of mafia guy. So he went, it's an Italian guy. Mm. So, But if they'd said like, oh, he's, he's scummy and gruff and he's... Um, uh, he's like somebody who fixes horse races, and he goes like, "Oh, great, okay, yeah. right. My name's Watto, and uh, you may have won the chance cube toss, but you won't win the race, Quagon Jin." <laughs> That'd be brilliant. So, Anakin finds out from Watto the fucko, Watto the fucko, that he sold. I, I sold your mother for some death sticks. <laughs> God's sake. What's no, her? he sold his mother, and apparently she is now married, and the man freed her and married her. Isn't that nice? No, hooray, lovely. So she's fine. So she's fine, actually, Anakin. Don't yeah. worry about it. She's on she's on a moisture farm, but it wasn't a moisture farm when she got there, if you know what I mean. No, oh, she was calling it a moisture farm by the time she'd been there for a few weeks. She's married a man called Cleeg Lars. Cleeg Lars. Lars, that sounds familiar, John. It does, doesn't it? Lars. He's the drummer from Metallica, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah that's why. That's why. C-3PO is there. Hooray! Yay! Fuck off. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly. I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg, but fuck off. Hey, some bits later, with C-3PO, I enjoyed. No. And some of them, 
I didn't enjoy at all. So <laughs> let's find out. So Lars goes, he basically says, look, your mum's been taken by Tuscan Raiders your a month ago. Your mum is the best lay I ever had in my goddamn <laughs> life. She could suck a golf ball through a hose pipe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> look, uh, Sonny, your mum got taken by the sand people. But before that, she was the sweetest piece of ass I ever had in my fucking life. And then he goes, they took her a month ago and I've got a bad, yeah. I've got a bad leg, so I haven't had a look yet. Yeah, but because this is a Star Wars prequel, they've got to go, look, here's this thing that you remember. But oh, yeah. in the past, they bring in Owen and Baru. Oh, yeah. And you go like, so neither of these guys could go and get her back, could yeah. they? No. They're, what's wrong with them? Apparently not. But I can tell you what's wrong with them. Hmm. Baru there... Hmm. Is played by Bonnie uh, Pies mm-hmm. or Piss. I think it's Pies. Bonnie Piss. Bonnie uh, Pies or Piss uh, or, or Pess. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, she's an actor and musician mm-hmm. who was a key figure in the HBO documentary The Vow about the Hollywood sex cult Nixium. Oh my goodness! And it tells you it's a very good documentary. It's a horrible story. Mm. She went from uh, she was uh, she comes out of it very well though because she's one of the whistleblowers that brings the thing down. Right. But she went from this to the sci-fi convention circuit, struggling to kind of get another big role, and then ends up kind of being recruited by other actresses into joining this wellness cult that turns out to be a horrific uh, sex den. My God. And uh, so it's a fascinating thing to then go back to this and watch this now. <laughs> and yeah. go, uh, this, that's all still to come for you, Bonnie. Oh, dear. Aww. But still, well done her. She's been incredibly brave in her life yeah. since then, so good for her. And the other ones, um, the guy who plays Owen... Yes. Is a famous actor. Is it Joe? Joel oh, he is someone, isn't he? Joel I, was, I, was, yeah. I was blinded by the, the Nixium intrigue. Yeah. So, yeah. And he comes back well, in play. the Obi-Wan TV series. Oh, they, they brought him back, did they? I don't know if they brought her back. I had no, no idea. Well, I wonder. She would have been out of Nixium by then, so she mm. probably could have come back without it causing a huge ethical dilemma. Yes, I'm not sure. Because you, you, def- you definitely see Owen quite a few times. He's in it yeah. a lot. Maybe they've just got a new Baru. Because Obi-Wan, obviously, being a, a Star Wars character, is just stalking and spying on Luke from afar, mm. which is nice. Maybe in Obi-Wan, Owen has uh, built a robot replacement uh, girlfriend, mm. and uh, he could call it his Iron Baru. You mean Lars and the real girl? Oh. oh! Two jokes at once. Two jokes for the price of That's one. That's what you listen to this bloody show for, listeners. yeah. yeah. Two clashing jokes in the same moment. So Anakin goes, right, well, I better go and fucking get her back then, you lazy bastards. You lazy bunch of fucking idle cunts. You might as well be fucking Jedis, you lot. I loved your mum so much. Not that much, mate. Yeah. I, not I get, Clearly not very much. I've been sniffing her bra. All right, I don't <laughs> need to know that. I, I wanked into her farmer's robes. <laughs> now they sound they like sound a packet like of a- crisps. <laughs> You got there first. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you said it better than I would. Um, so uh, they also drink some Ribena when they definitely should have been having blue milk uh, oh. earlier. But anyway. But I remember them making a big deal going, oh, look, all the, the stuff from Tunisia looks exactly the same as it did in 1977. Like, I don't care. Yeah, it, do- it does. But you don't yeah. think about that because you're no. too busy being bored. Yes. Um, also, there's Padme, right? Yeah. Obviously, they're trying to. They're, they're turning a woman that is clearly a sort of gaslighting victim yeah. into a loving partner mm. or would be partner, friend mm. to Anakin. So yeah. it's already very confusing for the actor and the audience. Yeah. But um, Padme is zero help to Anakin here. No. He's just found out his mum has been kidnapped and probably murdered. Yeah. And there's a scene that feels like it's completely missing. If you're like a writer given this brief and mm. you go, well, firstly, I would say. Hang on, guys. His mum dying should definitely come basically right before he turns into Darth Vader in the next film. But yes, never mind. Absolutely. Assuming she has to die now, mm. where's the big scene where Padme tries to offer him some comfort or says she'll go with him mm. or says, no, you mustn't go after her. You'll be killed. She literally just says Anakin and then he buggers off and commits genocide. Yes. Horrific. Horrific. Also, Anakin, Hayden Christensen isn't very good at being tormented. No. And that... That he spends most of this film being tormented, so that is a bit of an issue. It is also they try and recreate the Phantom Menace teaser poster, don't they? Oh, do they? With the shadows falling on the side of the yeah heart, but it's I weird because really. you just think, why aren't you filming them? Why are you filming their shadows? Yeah, yeah. He says, "Stay here, you'll be safe." And then he well, goes. So all, off. all that's telling you is, is this is the character of Anakin Skywalker? And we go, yeah, we know they've yeah. said his name He's very been many since times. The beginning, yeah. And what's confusing, the music choice here, because they're trying to say that Anakin is 
giving in to the dark side. Yeah. But they play Duel of the Fates when he's on the way there and he hasn't done anything yet. Mm. So I think that's that should be on the way back or when he's doing it. I think it would make sense. It, yeah, while he's doing it, it would make more sense because yeah. it's like you, you can even say it's kind of calling back to losing Qui Gon, and you know yeah, he's just had loads of people be killed or hurt or lost, or you know, and so that's driving him. But yeah, I think also in a in a better sort of written and plotted film, you could have it be that that's signalling, you know, his the build up of his rage, which is working himself up, and by the time he gets there, they're all going to get fucking slaughtered. Which is no matter what happens. what happens. Yeah, it does happen. And and also, like, as I say, I really feel like this should be in the third film because he, people say like, oh, they're not human. And I feel like that is, they walk like men, but they're not human. Hmm. And I feel like that's to build up the idea that like Anakin can murder this entire village of men, women and children, yeah. but still be a, a viable romantic partner and maybe be redeemed later. But, I don't know how you can be. No, no. he's killed children. He says, I killed all of them, children, women. He says women. it to the woman mm. that he's, who then seems to like him more. Oh, like, so, I'm very so concerned mental. about her now. Like you say, this should all happen just before he turns. Not Yeah. Now. Shmi dying should be like one of the key things that pushes him over the edge or like really sends him into the arms of Palpatine. But, yeah. And also like he should keep it from her. Mm, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. What, what happened? Nothing. Mm. They handed her over. You know, yeah. if he lied, that would seem even more like, uh-oh, like yeah. there's trouble brewing. Red flag. Yeah. And and also, I can't remember her name now, but the lady who plays Shmi is, oh, yeah. is so heartbreaking in that moment mm. when she dies. And it's, it's, again, it's another little whisper of like, imagine a better film from a different dimension. Yeah. And then you can sort of imagine for a moment you're watching that. Because she gets what she gets beaten up by the time. I don't understand why they took her for a month and just beat her up a lot. Well, I think there's only one reason I can think of that they would have kept her alive, and I I don't think it has much place in a Star Wars film. No, exactly. It's it's so horrific because mm. that seems to be implied either that they're just enjoying torturing her or something. I don't know, or that they actually they think she has information or something. Maybe those are the nicer interpretations. But either way, there's something really horrific about. Or maybe she's like a hostage, like she's she's insurance in case they come for them, uh, the 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 Lars's come for them or whatever. But I don't know. It just it's so dark either way, yeah, whichever way is. you read it, and it it really feels out of place in a Star Wars film. Totally. Unless you make it, it's so horrible. It's the last thing that really pushes him into the dark side, and it isn't yeah. that. It's halfway through the second movie. Yeah, stupid. And yeah, you can't like you say he's murdered. He committed genocide, and by the end of the film, you're supposed to be rooting for him. <laughs> yeah. Also, this has been built up to partly with him going, uh, it's all Obi-Wan's fault. I hate Obi-Wan. Oh, God, he's holding me back. What a son of a bitch that Obi-Wan is. He held me back. And again, if it was better written, I really like the idea of... Kind of by the, by, he's saying, like, oh, I'm not strong enough. I wasn't strong enough to save you and all this rubbish. Mm. And, but, but what is sort of implied is, no, he had all these premonitions about her dying and he could have acted and saved her, yeah. except that uh, he's been told, no, 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 you have to withhold your feelings. You can't be distracted from your mission and your training. Yeah. And later on, everyone says, oh, you must do your duty. Padme would, would do her duty, wouldn't she? That kind of thing. Mm. And so the, the theme of you have to give up everything to be a Jedi and he turns to the dark side because his mum is allowed to die because he listened to the sort of sage old busybodies who said, you mustn't give in to your superstitions or your, you know, emotions. And that threatens him. You know, he might never have been able to get together with the woman he loves and he, he might know he, he wouldn't, wasn't able to save his mother. Yeah. That's really compelling. Mm. But I think you could watch this whole film and not get that that is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not entirely sure that it is. No. But that's certainly trying to sort of pick out compelling plot and motivation from the film that's the best i could come up with yeah yeah, yeah. but meanwhile um obi-wan follows Django and boba to geonosis and on the way geonosis. there talking about the sound design earlier you get those sort of depth charge bomb things that go wow yeah i love the sound of them yeah mm. that's very good but he goes to geonosis and where he discovers that there is a separatist gathering of as we mentioned earlier ps1 game characters that's right including the techno union Lee. army Techno, yeah. Techno, techno, techno. The yeah. techno union army. Count Duckula. Dooku. Sorry. Count du Duckula's there, yeah. Yeah, he's developing a droid army with the Trade Federation Viceroy gun. This is, this is where I really lost any sense of, like, who are the good guys, who are the bad guys. Yes. Which is the good army, which is the bad army. Yeah. I totally lost, lost track. Yeah. Um, is. So. 
Are we, okay, this is sort of a question for the end, really. But yeah, let's break this down now because this is where mm. I start to get lost. Christopher Lee is Lord uh, Corruptus or whatever his name is, Tyrannus. Mm. And Darth he, Tyrannus, yeah. Darth Ty- No, he says Lord. Oh, later. you're right. Lord yeah. Tyrannus. Yeah. So he is, he's not a Darth, don't know why, it doesn't matter. He is the assistant of Darth Sidious, who is Senator Palpatine. Yeah. So in this film, secretly Palpatine has had a clone army engineered hmm. to fight for the Republic. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's got his apprentice to build a droid army for the Trade Federation. And the idea is they are going to start a war with each other mm-hmm. from behind the scenes. And then by killing loads of clones and robots, will I guess it's sort of a false flag thing. Is that the idea? I guess so. To, to frighten the galaxy into accepting the Empire? Yeah. It's very confusing. That Saying it out loud now, that is quite a sort of Sith-level evil plot. Mm. But then you just think, why is that better than just enlisting an army? Yeah. Two armies and fighting each other because then that would that's people don't care if like there's a desert planet where some clones and some robots are blowing each other up. They no. care about people that they know being killed. <laughs> so well, why isn't it just like the conscription office on Coruscant is, you know, bringing in all the recruits and I don't know that that's a more doesn't that make more sense? It does, yeah. But playing devil's advocate for a moment, okay, okay, I'm ready. They are they are going to construct a weapon which is obviously going to be the Death Star. Okay, so that's more of a sort of galaxy threat so that's their nuclear bomb basically. yes that's yes. their war ending thing which is going to give them ultimate dominion okay yeah. well all right then it hangs together but it doesn't but... though i mean it, it it does when you break it down but watching the film you wouldn't get that oh not from the yeah not from yeah. the film no no but you if you really work hard and you consult wikipedia and probably yeah. are an editor for wikipedia you can piece it together <laughs> exactly I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Obi-Wan sends a message to the Jedi Council about mm. what he's found out because he's been yeah. spying on them. Right. Uh, but it's captured. Yeah. But Anakin gets the message at the same time as Mace and Yoda. Yes. And they say, oh, we're going to... Mace and Yoda say, we'll, we'll go and rescue him. You stay with Padme. Mm. And then Padme's like, you know what? Why don't we go? Because we're closer. Yeah. She presses the same button to show the map. Yes. Yeah. So they both decide to go. Makes sense. They go... But that doesn't change the fact that Count Dooku sounds like a Sesame Street character that teaches children about how to go poo. Yeah, and also I can't hear it without thinking of Count Ducula. Count Ducula, yeah. Yeah. Count, Count Ducula. Ducula. Nanny. He he was going to be a normal Jedi, but they gave him ke- ketchup instead of blood. 
that right? And he only eats carrots. His, when he's turning his lightsaber on, ketchup fires out. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It's a big carrot. <laughs> Igor! No, my whole problem with Dooku is I think this would have been Darth Maul if he hadn't have been so stupid to kill him off yeah, in the last one. Yeah, I was going to say. That's would have made more sense. About, mm, you'd it would have the continuity, yeah. Because as it is, I mean, it's a bit like in Rise of Skywalker having to suddenly bring the Emperor back because you go, like, oh, I don't know, who's the bad yeah. guy? What? Yeah. Who is it now? Yeah, and they they just need to have something recognisable because they haven't got time to set anything new up. But in this one, they do the opposite, where they go, uh, uh, I guess here's a new one. And Christopher then... Lee is very... He gets a gold star. Oh, me. he's great. He's when always you see great. him, he's always... I love him, and yeah. he's always brilliant. But like I was going, I hope I'm not disappointed going back and watching him in this. And I wasn't at all. No, it's great. when he's... It, it's very stupid when Obi-Wan's hovering in the, the cyber yes. chains. Yeah. That's very stupid. Mm. But then the close-ups of Christopher Lee explaining this boring, turgid plot, mm. he's so compelling, even reading bollocks about the Trade Federation. Yes. He's probably said, George, would you like me to do this in Mandarin? No. <laughs> would you like me to do it in Russian? No. Would you like me to do it in French? No. There was a quote I heard about Christopher Lee which was, uh, I can't remember who said this, uh, but someone, I think, you know, in the uh-huh. 70s or something said, uh, problem with Christopher is every time you get him to tell you a story, he's either fucked it or flown it. <laughs> <laughs> which I think now counts for Yoda. Yeah. I fucked Yoda, and I flew Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I flew Qui-Gon. And I flew a weird little mobility scooter later on. in the. Oh, that's so the, funny. I fucked Qui-Gon, Jim. It reminds me when he's in these little mobility scooters, the uh, Paul Darrow advert for mobility scooters that he did in the uh, early 2000s. Paul Darrow? Paul Darrow, yeah. Unmobility! <laughs> um, <laughs> With receders! Yes. Sorry, that's again, I'm crossing the podcast streams. Um, I've been listening to an awful lot of a wheezing, groaning sound recently, listeners. Why? That's a different podcast made by some different people about mm. Doctor Who. It's the mm. only podcast about Doctor Who. Mm. Maybe want to give that one a little look. Mm. Um, so yeah, Obi Wan, as you say, is in the floaty thing, and we find out that uh, that Qui Gon Jinn was Dooku's apprentice. Mm. Who to cares? give him some relevance, to who the could possibly plot? care? Yep. Yeah, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Where were you in the last film? I'd say. Mm. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Was he Qui Gon Jinn's apprentice? No, 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 the other way around. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, mm. okay. But then it's very confusing because because people are sort of going, "Oh, can't Dooku, this guy." No one says like, "Oh, he's a bad Jedi," or "He's yeah. a morally doubt dubious Jedi." Then later on, I was going, "Hang on." He's just done the Emperor's Force Lightning. Yes. Shouldn't there be a moment of like, oh, he's a Sith? Yes. No one really bats an eyelid. Nope. Nope. No. Um, so meanwhile, the Senate, Jar Jar Binks, is manipulated by um, Palpatine and his, his mate with horns. Mm, if only yes. there was someone brave enough to call a vote for emergency powers to Palpatine yeah. to get an army going. And here he comes, Clement Binks. Clement Binks. The Weimar Gungan. I have in my head a piece of paper, Yoda. <laughs> not only mm. has he knocked down the Twin Towers and started the war on terror, Yeah, he now ushers through Hitler's government and lets the Nazis take power. I tell you, a reporter would have thrown a shoe at him. <laughs> That's bloody right. Yeah. I was thinking. Dexter he... Jester throws his shoe at him. <laughs> Dexter Fletcher yes, sorry, sorry, yeah. you bastard never throws, again throws the Games Master Royal rig at him that's right that's yeah. right and that takes some doing yeah um, I was thinking about this and Jar Jar Binks right we, mm. as we know in The Phantom Menace he, he flew a plane into the Twin Towers right yes so he helped to usher in the war on terror yes and now he's let the Nazis move into the political mainstream yes he's basically Mitch McConnell he is He's, the, he's like a, a wobbly-faced Mitch McConnell, even more wobbly-faced. Even more wobbly-faced. And Mitch McConnell actually looks like a tortoise, which is a sort yes. of aquatic creature. So there is a, a case to be made. Mitch McConnell, someone should dub him singing, Beautiful soup, so future. <laughs> so I'm thinking of the Alice in Wonderland film from yeah, no, no, yeah, 2000, no. where Gene that's Wilder right. sings that. Yes, that's right, yes. Mm. The Alice in Wonderland, yeah, indeed. So rich and food. The one with Ken Dodd as a mouse. Yeah. Did you say that's from the Weird year 2000? Casting. Yeah. Was it that late? Yeah. Well, well it makes sense because the effects look better than these. Well, maybe it was hey! 1999. Oh, they did look better than this. Yeah, yeah I bet they did, yeah. Um, so Anakin and Padme land on Geonosis to rescue everyone, and while in the droid factory, they perform a terrible video game. That's right. Uh, really which, boring video game. Which is a reshoot, apparently, because Lucas was like, oh, we haven't got enough action. I think, But it makes sense, right? Because I think on Geonosis, they have a factory uh, that looks like this that manufactures boredom. Oh, you want what you want uh, is Pat Sharp running alongside them with a microphone going. You have to duck, go left, go right, up, down. Yeah. It's a real the twins crazy running show around. Where anything goes. Sorry, yeah, that's right. Mm. 
so then also R2 can fly now. <sighs> he he flies, flies now. now. Yeah. He flies now. And C3PO. He flies now. C3PO. He flies now. <laughs> C3PO does. Some droids do have him. Oh, now he flies. Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. I've been watching a lot of some others who have him recently. Oh, and yeah. do you know what? It's fucking brilliant. Hmm. It's incredible. People go on about like Tom Cruise jumping from the edge of space to mm. make a film or whatever. The number of times Michael Crawford's nearly killed. Mm. Like, Not enough. Like, the mit, well, excuse me, mm. hang on. I won't have this. He was the Phantom of the Opera, Tom. Well, I know. I, I, look, anything Lloyd Webber related, I've got problems with. He hears the music I of the will... night. Yeah, okay, he does. No, 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 no. Look, mm. let's leave it because we're not going to agree on this. No. I, I will not accept any Frank Spencer dissing because I, I think it's fantastic. And I would certainly say he does it better than the robot C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. God. Oh, this is so... It's so horrible. It's like... It's just like... Oh, you know those droids that you sort of put up with in the original trilogy? Sure. Now I'm going to put them front and centre and give them high jigs to do. It's like, no, don't do that, please. It's mainly incredibly dull, isn't it? And not yeah. funny. And what I will say is, uh, b- broadly speaking, you see that factory set, digital set appear, and you mm. just your brain just switches off because yeah. it's like you've got CGI fatigue and you go, I know how this is going to go. Yeah. I'm going to see a bunch of computer dolls falling about on a bunch of computer sets. Mm-hmm. And... It doesn't matter because the, the physical stakes of it don't matter because yeah. at any moment you can CGI in a Deus Ex Machina and they'll they'll be fine. And I think what's really interesting is I think that always gets me that kind of feeling of like, oh, cause none of it's real. There's no grounding to it. Mm-hmm. But oddly, that doesn't really happen in like animated films like Pixar films. Yes. Or in even like Sin City or Sky Captain. Mm. And I think it's just because you have to have a consistent world. And if you really push that, stylized thing you can get away with it it makes sense because you go yeah I, I understand this is how it's meant to look but it's when you when you've got people like just existing in the normal world and then they walk through a door and suddenly they and everything else are cgi hmm. it just suddenly the st- even if even if a film where everything and everyone is completely computer generated you still invest in it yeah I then think- there's a problem like suddenly it changes and you, you lose that rudder i think that that's the state marvel's in now as well by the way Right, okay. Yeah. But so yeah, so dummies. he gets decapitated and he gets a robot head put on his body and his head gets put on a robot body. That's the bit I like. Robot. You like that bit? I like the bit when the oh. droid goes, uh-oh, when he goes on C-3PO's body. I like that. And then later on, I like the bit where he sort of gets carried away with the body and says, die, Jedi scum. Oh, what mm. am I saying? Mm. I, liked, I liked those two bits. Those are the only two bits. <laughs> I think if I ever went to Dignitas, I'd, I'd make them show me that bit just so I wouldn't mind dying. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, Anakin... I won't to... accept insults to Frank Spencer, but I will accept <laughs> the C-3PO bashing. Uh, Anakin loses his lightsaber and Jango captures them. And then they're sent to an arena gladiator style. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but about Anakin losing his lightsaber, yeah. this is the moment where I went, hang on, are you not still like full of loathing for Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and traumatised from your mother's death and committing no, no, all those no, murders? Because for the first time since that's happened, he goes, oh, Mercer's going to kill me. Hmm. Like he's just in a normal film again. Yes. And, and I go, wait, 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 what happened? And Padme kisses him. Yeah. Even though he's a mass murderer. Even though he's a mass murdering, creepy, gaslighting fuck. Yeah. Weird. And then they have a battle in the arena with uh, a, a sort of rhino thing. Rhino thing, a grasshopper thing. Grasshopper thing. And yeah. what's the other one? There's a cat. Cat. That's I it. think these. I liked the design and the animation of these monsters. Mm. They don't feel Star Warsy at all. No. I think they've had some good animators put on them. Basically, I think yeah. that they move like you go. Oh yeah, those are those feel like creatures, but they yeah. just don't. They don't feel like Star Wars char- characters. And and also, if you compare that to like the Rancor Beast, it's absolute garbage. Absolute garbage, and they're all really horrible color palette as well. That's- yeah, that's true. And the whole uh, arena is. It, it might as well not be there. Like it's it really so, feels like a painted backdrop, and so disgusting to look at. Especially when it's awful when all the Jedi's arrive now, and yeah. they've all got different coloured lightsabers. Yes, and there's that light brown background. Yeah, and it's also frenetic, and it's just really offensive to look at. It's just not. It's not pleasant, is it? It no. feels really. It feels like you've turned on Blender three D and just put all the settings on default and just generate. You know. I think that's what they did. Although everyone's favourite Jedi turns up at this point. Oh, who's that? The guy with the green tentacle dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. Whose name is Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto. 
Was that kid kid fisting? No, no, kid kid fisto. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I've misheard you. Uh, he could be in a little sitcom, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, kid fisto. Yeah. Star Wars, Star story. Wars sitcom. They'll mm. get there. Oh, They've got to work out something to do. It will be like that Mr. Burns sitcom. Mr. Burns, you're home. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Jedi arrive. Uh, yep. C-3PO carries on his comedy festival because he's decapitated again. Yep. yep. And um, uh, R2-D2 is dragging his head and he says, oh, such a drag. Okay. I didn't like that. And then when he's next to his body, he goes, I'm beside myself. Okay. I sort of like that. <laughs> oh, no. I sort of like that. I like the shamelessness of that. And this th- is such a drag. I don't like at all. No. And then Dooku's like, ha, 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 Jedis. Well, check this out. I've made new robots and they've got guns for arms. Ooh. That's right. They're slightly bigger ones of the same ones before, but slightly smaller than the droid dickheads and from before. Dooku should have turned to Jango and just gone, oh, they get killed really easily again. Shit. <laughs> should have made better ones I should have made, made one big one. one one big one that's hard to kill how much about this does Django know by the way because he's hanging out with all the Geonosians whose whole job is to create robots to murder millions of him yeah I mean, and he's there going like oh this is great I love this and you go I don't know why South African now no it's good uh, <laughs> oh this is great oh Chris I cannot um, wait to start this apartheid <laughs> He's uh, he's he's saying they're going like, oh, this is great. Actually, I really love this. Oh, brilliant! I love these robots and that. Oh, let's fight the Jedi's. And you go, but there's no there's no part of you think it's a bit weird that I'm now going to watch these guys that I'm on the side of mm. slaughter millions of me. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they have helmets on. It's like he insisted. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so look at uh, my face. I'll go along with it, but just make sure you put helmets on them so I can't see my own face dying uh, four thousand times in ten seconds. <laughs> oh, bless you. Crikey. Bless you, John. Uh, so, Tom, ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Jedis are the peacekeeping people of the galaxy, aren't they? Yes, they are. Absolutely, yeah. Do you think, then, it's rather unnecessary that Mace Windu decapitates Jango Fett? I did think they slaughter a lot of people. I mean, yeah. there's the robots, obviously. That's a different thing. That's fine. Thing. Hmm. Um, it, it would help if Samuel Jackson had, like, an established rivalry uh-huh. with Django Fett. Maybe hmm. Django Fett killed his wife or we something. We meet again, yeah. We meet at anything. Even, hmm. even that line, out of context, would be fine because yeah. it would give you a sense that there's something we haven't heard about yet. Yeah. But he just, he full-on, like, he, he, he gets the, the loser. Yeah. Right in the head. And then looks at his son, like, what do you think of that? Yeah, no. <laughs> what do you think of that, bitch? Yeah. Um, is there something in like Book of Boba Fett where he kills Django Fett or uh, he kills Mace Windu or something? No. Right. Because yeah. you feel like that's the obvious story that's completely left hanging. The Emperor kills Mace Windu, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Oh, I forgot Revenge about that. Revenge of the Sith. Well, I look forward to seeing that exciting encounter oh, in the next God. film. Yeah. Uh, which I imagine is is an absolute return to form, and after the sort of damp squib of this film is brings it all home, right? Well, uh, yeah, no. Oh, great, thank no, you. No, not at all. Good, good to know. So then, um, all the clone troopers arrive. In, yes, they in, do in spaceships, and uh, they all shoot everybody. And there's just thousands of laser beams flying across the screen. There's so many, la- and you just can't really take it all in, and no. it looks very bad. And it's shot, it's shot like just. It, it feels like every shot is just from either basic coverage or from a sort of helicopter shot where it, it just looks like chaos. Like you don't, you can't really get a sense of the feel of it at all. Yeah. And it's the first iteration. Cause they used this, they used to use this a lot in Battlestar Galactica as well of mm. like almost trying, trying to do combat footage where you'll see mm. something and then it'll do a little zoom in on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's and Firefly annoying. was good at that as well. Yes. You had those sort of big sort of shaky cam shots of space to make mm. it feel a bit more together, but yeah, yeah. It, it's doesn't, it all feels very stilted and, and yeah, it's just not. And as you say, that sort of the the, the planet of buff just yeah. doesn't really make for a compelling setting. No. So Dooku escapes on his mobility scooter. Yeah. And um, they all chase him. Yep. Padme falls out. Yeah. Uh. And Anakin's like, i got to go and rescue her. And he's like, no, we have to get, go and get him, you fucking idiot. Stop thinking we're your knob. Yeah, that's right. Although this is another good bit where it's like a... a, a a slight whisper from a different film hmm. where he's like, no, I have to go get it. And he's not, he's not doing well with it. You know, I think it's probably quite hard for an actor to feel grounded when they're standing in a, in a green, green room. <laughs> a green fake room yeah. with a green fake backdrop going by, not going by outside. But um, it's not well acted. But when he's going like, I don't give a shit, putting this thing down. And Obi-Wan says, what would Padme do in this situation? And he has to like, ah, she would have done her duty. And I go, okay, good. That is a scene hmm. Where characters differ in opinion, 
Mm. And then through the dialogue, their minds are changed, which is uh, drama, John. Yeah, well, good if he said, what would Padme do in this situation? And Anakin just stood there and started pretending to feel imaginary breasts. (laughs) (laughs) No, she wouldn't do that. I don't think she would have done that. You're thinking of Jawas. She did in my... She and Jar Jar both did that in my dream last night. Okay. Well, you don't want to think about that. Mm. So they, they then face Dooku in a cave. Yep, Dooku, uh, and it's boring. And John, mm. I hate to tell you, mm. I assumed I would hate Yoda lightsaber fighting. I quite liked it. I fucking hate it. I quite liked it. I think it's really stupid. I think the handling of Yoda and the Jedi is all rubbish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having Yoda sort of lose all of his mystique and his unseen ultimate power and all of that. Yeah is terrible but what I liked was that unlike all the bloody flying insect engineers and unlike the clone troopers in the robo droids and all Mm. that it felt like they'd gone ah right Yoda's going to have a fight we think we know how we want to do it we've just got to work really hard to to plan to like choreograph the fight so it makes sense that this little creature is, is doing all this and we have to animate it so well so that it looks real like it looks like the action flows right and it does and I just wish they'd applied that same thought process to the rest of the film. But then my problem is, is that in Empire Strikes Back, Yoda spends the whole film going, oh, you don't need to do less is more. You know, you don't need yes, to do all Yes, completely. That. Like, fair enough. I, I think it is rubbish to have him have a fight at all. But what yeah. I did, I was surprised that it looked a lot better, I thought, than, say, even than... Uh, the Jedi like tearing through the um, the droids because so yeah. often it the way that they're moving it just feels like they're running down choreography yeah rather than actually in a life or death struggle and I would say Christopher Lee and Kit Fisto oddly Kit Fisto, <laughs> and yeah. also um, Mace Windu are mm-hmm. the only ones that feel like they're really like ah you know barely making it through this deadly fight everyone else is just pirouetting around and you know sometimes it feels like the lightsabers intersect correctly with a droid falling apart but not all the time so Yoda and Dooku have a fight because Obi-Wan is incapacitated and Anakin gets his arm cut off yep or his hand cut off anyway yep Um, so while they're fighting Dooku mentions that Darth Sidious has got a hand in the Senate Mm. and they're like well that's Palpatine isn't it Darth Sidious has a hand up your bottom Mm. what he's also a gynecologist oh he's got a hand in that too Mm. (laughs) Um, <laughs> he's got a lot of experience of looking at fannies. He's seen you for a start. That's oh, right. Oh, you got me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then Dooku escapes. I'm getting on my mobility scooter again. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. It is time to keep your appointment with the mobility scooter. <laughs> and so he. It is time to keep your appointment with the boring plot. Oh, he fucks off and goes in, a, he goes in a little boat thing that goes through space with a little sail. So they, they flew that ship in from Jodorowsky's Dune yes, into a completely did. different film <laughs> they to did. put Count Dooku in it. And he meets up with Sidious, who's obviously Palpatine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's him. And, yeah. and says, we all know it is. Like, again, yeah. we mentioned this in Phantom Menace, but yeah. like, w- are they hedging their bets? Like, oh, new viewers might not have uh, remembered who this is or realised who this is. But it's like, it's obviously Ian McDermott every time. Yeah. And everyone who knows anything about Star Wars knows who it is. Everyone goes, hang on, is that the butler from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? It <gasps> is. Never. Brilliant. Oh, what a great cameo. Um, so, yeah, he, he's like sorted. I've got the plans for the mm. Death Star. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, Yoda and everybody are looking out on the balcony with Jimmy yep. Smits. Yep. And there's millions of troops assembling. Yep. And Yoga's, Yoga. Yoga. Says, Does some yoga. Begun this Clone War has. I thought this, it was already begun. This, the Clone War, is, it is. And Jimmy Smith, I don't know if you know, he does a bit of subtle acting. Like you say, he gets points. Because mm. as all the battle, the droids and everything are assembling, the clones and everything, cuts yeah. back to the balcony and he puts his fist down on the side like, oh, I hate war. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does a little kind of, oh, is this the right thing to do? Mm. And it's like he has invested kind of a sense of believability and and like emotion and and you know contextual reasoning to this character in a way that literally no other person involved in making the film has. Yeah. Yeah. And while that's all going on, we cut to back to Naboo. Yep. Where Padme and Anakin who's now got a robot hand. He's got a robot hand. Very very um I like his creepy robot hand. It's very I don't creepy. know why I don't know why it isn't more sophisticated given how super advanced this world is, but sure. Yeah, he holds her hand and they get married. That's right. I like uh, that um, the reggae uh, Naboo costumier C.O. Bibble didn't let 
Amidala down with her wedding dress. It's very Lovely. nice. Love that for him. Yeah, very beautiful. He also does. Uh, him, he he performs with Aswad at the uh, ceremony. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, really nice. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, I like that the wedding between. Girl, I want to make you sweat. No, that's not Aswad. I know. But <laughs> I imagine that's not Aswad that. either. You like the wedding? Sorry. All I can all I can think about is uh, my Israelites. Uh, the. <laughs> Minabuite. His ears are alight. His his ears are alight. Ah, mm. ah, ah, ah. Mm. The um I like that at the wedding, no one else in Star Wars is allowed to be there because no. it's a total top secret wedding. And the only people they've allowed to join them are the droids C3PO and R2D2, mm. the only two characters capable of recording and rebroadcasting secrets. <laughs> yes, that's right. In full holographic detail. I'll tell you what I did enjoy. Because that's the end of the film, by the way. That's the end, the end. But I did enjoy it. I was was looking in the production notes on Wikipedia. And it says, George Lucas noted that Palpatine's rise to power is very similar to that of Adolf Hitler in Nazi Germany. They were both chancellors. The latter granted emergency powers just Mm. as Palpatine was. You wrote this, George. It's not a documentary. (laughs) That's not what actually happened. You know, if you pay close attention, uh, I realised this a few years ago, actually. Uh, Palpatine, yeah. And also, both of them were ultimately handed their power by Jar Jar Binks. Oh, just what? That's the main comparison. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks was... Jar-Jar I was watching Binks. this and I was thinking... Mm. Uh, I was watching this and, uh, throughout and I was going, oh, like, the thing is, you can really tell that Lucas is, you know, he's he's your producer, he's your big ideas, man. Mm. You, don't, you don't want him in charge of, like, micromanaging the kind of plot detail necessarily or the... Uh, the dialogue exchanges and things he said that's not in his skill set really and yeah you know, he's i like him as a big ideas man and i like him as well as a sort of general presence yeah, yeah. and you know giving millions and millions of dollars away to charity mm. after flogging star wars i go fair play yeah but you know nice guy uh but i thought what a great advertisement this film is for uh for a um a writer the job of a writer then the credits pop up and you only find out there bloody was a writer. Yeah. And I don't know who Jonathan Hales is, but he did not earn his dinner. He did not, no. But I remember after this film came out and they were talking about the next one, there were rumours like, oh, Ridley Scott's going to direct it. Really? Yeah. That never happened, though. Never Obviously. remembered that. I, I assumed it was always going to be. There was also a rumour that Steven Spielberg was going to do the third one. Mm. But he didn't. But apparently he choreographed an action scene in it, which is one of the worst scenes in Star Wars history. <laughs> so well done, Steve. Well done, Steven Spielberg. Which yeah. scene is that? Oh, we're going to get to that later. It's the lightsaber battle at the end. Oh, right, at the end. You know, when Obi-Wan. they're going through the lava and all that business. And... Yeah. But Steven Spielberg, like, he's obviously he's brilliant. He's a genius. But mm. I don't think about his films and go, yeah, sword fights. Mm. No. It, has he ever done one other than that film? <sighs> well, the only one I can think of is Raiders of the Lost Ark and he shot him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he literally undid a sword fight. Yeah, because everyone <laughs> had the shit famous film yeah got dysentery well there you go if you ever want to do a great scene in a Spielberg film get dysentery Mm. John Mm. I found this quite a difficult watch Mm. I um, as ever I'm delighted to be here and Mm. I've thoroughly enjoyed discussing it with you Mm. but when watching it I did think to myself if you okay so let's say either like your your friend sibling uh, partner whatever somebody you know wants to go see this film and you want to go out to the pictures with them. Hmm. But you haven't seen any other Star Wars films, right? Yeah. Now, of course, it's part two of a trilogy. It's the second trilogy in two trilogies yeah. at this point. Right. So if you're going to see it, you're probably going to go, I'm going to need help catching up with some of what's going on. Hmm. But I would say I don't think there should be so little on offer for people who don't already completely understand the plot. Yes. There is nothing... You wouldn't even get past the text crawl without going, Count fucking Dooku, what is this? Yes, like, exactly. You'd, yeah. you'd be going, what? And again, if you compare even that to the original text crawl, which is like, there's an empire and there's resistance. This princess mm. has been accused of being part of the resistance. She's mm. being pursued. And then bang, in we go. Yeah. You go, princess, resistance, empire, got it, yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's like, negotiations have broken down between the change of... Yeah. Like, it's like a parody of what people, people who don't like science fiction think sci-fi is a certain thing and this film reads like a parody of what those people think science fiction's like yes a combination of indecipherable laser battles and totally meaningless boardroom scenes where people discuss what this means for the galactic trade routes like it on both fronts it is it's both incredibly stupid and incredibly pedantic in a way that like sci-fi good sci-fi isn't 
Really? And he doesn't learn his lesson because then the next film is like, General Grievous, who the fuck's he? Yeah, I know. He's in the, opening the cartoon or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you need to have watched the cartoon as well. Like, what? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I would say that, because I also, we talked about this before, long ago, mm. but I had only seen Return of the Jedi for a long time because my dad had it taped off the telly. Mm-hmm. So I was dropped right into the end of that three-parter and already the Darth Vader's his father reveal had happened. Yes. And in that film, the Leia's sister reveal happens. Mm. I still followed it. <laughs> I yeah, still found it entertaining and exciting. Mm. Literally, it begins with the simplest of plots, a rescue. Yes. Someone's come to rescue Han Solo. I get it. Mm-hmm. Who's who's being rescued? The guy who's literally frozen screaming in a slap. Mm. Like, mm. He's, he looks like he's in trouble. I think I understand what's happening here. What would you think if you stopped? began this yeah. movie yeah, yeah what would you think was happening just chaos chaos yeah. absolute chaos just a, a several boring boardrooms boring having a chaos. disagreement at yeah. a great distance yeah well there you go it's shit it's really you know i i always try and see the positives in things but i think and as we say there were gold stars to award in here and mm. there were bits of like the occasional scene where i went oh yeah no that works and but you you do go you you couldn't have biffed it harder, could you? Like you've had mm. the Phantom Menace, and there was an excitement when that first released, and very quickly people started to have issues with it and not like it, and you know say it is rubbish and all that, mm. and and its shortcomings become more apparent. And then you go like, don't worry, I've got another one coming out, <laughs> and it you know it's it's like someone saying no no throw the ball again, and then the ball hits you in the face, and you swing the bat wildly and like brain the umpire with it at the same time. Yeah. Like I, it, you 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 couldn't have have biffed the the pass anymore i don't know and again it's meant to be a love story the love story isn't compelling it's the opposite it's actively creepy it's meant to be you know this Um, this great political disagreement but i don't understand who anyone is or what they want it's meant to be a mystery but there's nothing really there's no missing about it no there's a missing there's a missing planet that's been hidden and that's really exciting and then that idea is immediately thrown away yeah and this Cyperdeus thing is interesting, but it's never explored. Yeah, that's never dealt with at all. It's just no. like, it's just a name some guy used, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, no one le- leaves this film going, but who was Cyperdeus? No, <laughs> no. no one remembers. Who cares? No. Well, there you go. Thank you, Tom. I'm depressed now. Well, don't worry, because there's another one. Okay. Phew. And that one is, as you said, is where everything rounds off beautifully and you leave the cinema going... God, I love Star Wars. I hope they make three more. It circles the square. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I can't wait to see that feat pulled off. Well, we'll be back soon with that one. Hooray. But until next time, I'll just say thank you, Tom Crowley. Thank you very much, John Rain, for having me, as ever. Thank you for helping me attack some clones. Ah, we'd sure as hell milk those jowers, as they say. Depending on how big your pocketbook is. I keep saying what I say, You keep saying cockbook, and I think it's because it's clear what he means. Yes. Exactly. It's been cockbook, yeah. but anyway, thank you very much. Goodbye. Cockbook. <clears throat> Is this thing on? Huh? Oh, okay. Uh, now, okay. <laughs> hey, you cool and groovy smush pod guys. It's me, Watto. Everybody's a favorite toy daddy in the junk dealer. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember? Ah, never mind. Listen, uh, I wonder, could you send someone to help me with these bad people I know? Hmm? They owe me a lot of money. And the T-14 hyperdrive. Hmm. Anybody? Uh, Bantapudo.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.